The LA Kings are on the verge of losing a playoff spot. We'll talk about their latest loss to Nashville, and it's a feedback Friday. Your chances, Kings fans, to give your thoughts on what's going on with the team. That's next on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. You're a fan of the show, and we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, the LA Kings returned home after their terrible road trip, looking to get back on track against the Nashville Predators. That didn't happen. If you missed the game, and you might have if you don't subscribe to ESPN Plus or Hulu, we'll give you a quick recap of the game. Um, Frustrating first period for L.A. It started well. They outshot the Predators 8-3, to but then were outshot the rest of the way 9 to nothing. Second period, again, started well, but didn't finish great. The two teams would exchange power play goals. Drew Doughty gets his 10th of the season. Adrian Kempe and Kevin Fiala with the assists. Nashville would score the final goal, though, of the period. And as it turns out, the final goal of the game, 2-1 would be the final score. Nashville with the win. Kings fall to 21-13-8, and 7-8-5 at home. And are now on the verge of being out of a playoff spot. We'll give you the details on that coming up in just a second. As far as the game stats in this one, uh, obviously Kings come up short where it matters most on the scoreboard. As far as shots on goal, a slight edge for L.A., 34-33. The power play for the Kings still struggling, one for five. Nashville went one for three. Faceoffs won, favorite L.A., 32-26. Block shots favored Nashville, 23-16. And the hits, as usual, favored the opponent. Predators, 28 hits to the Kings, 15. One of the things that's been an issue for the Kings over this rough stretch is something that is so basic. It really stood out to me in the game against the Predators, and that is hitting the net. The Kings get chances, and sometimes very good chances, but they miss the net. Adrian Kempe had a glorious chance, point-blank range in the shot uh, in the slot in the first period, missed the net. Drew Doughty did hit the net for the Kings' only goal, but in the third period, he had a very similar chance, a shot from the point, traffic in front, Misses the net. Nashville's second goal, what turned out to be the game-winning goal, was a fairly routine shot on net. David Riddich made the save, but gave up a rebound. Predators put it in and score. You can't score on a rebound if you don't make the goalie make a save. And I may not agree with everything head coach Todd McClellan says, but we are in total agreement on this. Shoot the puck. On net, this is what head coach Todd McClellan had to say after the game against Nashville. 
We had a two-on-one, and we never got a shot on. We didn't even think about shooting, and we and the play evolved slowly where we had no chance at a pass. I'd like to see us just get direct, get to the net in those situations, make the goaltender make a save, and see what happens. Uh, yeah, he's talking specifically about a two-on-one the Kings had shorthanded in the second period, Philip Deneau and Adrian Kempe. Uh, Deneau tried to make the extra pass instead of just putting the shot on net. Uh, didn't end up getting a shot because the pass was intercepted. Uh, it, the, this game, I thought, was a really clear example of the Kings overthinking things, and I get it. Not much is going right right now, and it's not like they're not getting shots on goal. They are, but there are moments in a game when you get a really good look, and when you shoot it wide, that's tough. And sometimes you shoot it wide, it ends up going around the boards and, uh, you know, getting out of the zone. And then you got to kind of retract your steps. When if you get it on net, you get a rebound chance, uh, you get the defense scrambling a little bit. It just there's some basic things right now that the Kings aren't doing. And I know we're probably getting tired of hearing Tom McClellan saying things like getting back to basics and doing the little things. But I, I thought that was a pretty good example of kind of what he's been talking about and just what's not going right for the Kings right now. Again, for the great majority of this stretch where the results have not been there, there it's not like the effort isn't there and there are a lot of good things going on, but too many little things, too many basic things not being done by the Kings. And unfortunately, a lot of those things come back to haunt them. What we liked, what we didn't like, which we always do after a Kings game, uh, what we did like in this one was David Riddich. I thought uh, a little bit of a surprise for him to get the start over Cam Talbot, but I thought he was great. Turned aside 31 of 33 shots. Yes, he did give, did give up that rebound opportunity, and they scored on it. But he also made a ton of quality saves as well. Uh, they call him Big Save Dave, and he had some big saves in this one. And he was good enough for the Kings to win. Uh, I, I will be curious to see if he's in net this Saturday against the Rangers or not. I know this will not be popular, <laughs> but I thought P.L. Dubois had a very good game. Now, there was a moment where he had the puck in a decent scoring area and he and he lost the handle and he got frustrated. And he took a dumb penalty right afterwards. That aside, though, I thought he did a lot of really good things. Ended up being moved to the top line late in the game, playing wing with Kopitar and Kempe. Uh, Byfield got moved down to centering the third line in PLD's place. We'll see if that's something going forward. Um, but Pierre-Luc Dubois had a, a lot of good things happen in this game. He had a great setup of uh, Laferriere, who rang one off the post. Uh, another example of not getting a shot on net. Um, not He also had a, a really good scoring chance of his own. Um, there, there was one play where I thought he was going to score and UC Saros, the Nashville goalie made a great save on him. I thought Ray Ferraro, the ESPN analyst and former LA King had a great line about Dubois. He said that PLD play is playing too gentle and he needs to be more angry. And I liked that. And I think he's right. Um, and we've heard coming into this season that he played with a bit of an edge. Uh, I haven't really seen that at all. Maybe there were, there's been a few times after the whistle that he's gotten in some scrums, but who cares uh, about that? Honestly, um, I, I think Ray Ferraro was right. I think PLD needs to play with a little more attitude. Uh, stay out of the box. 
But uh, I thought that was well said. I, I know people like to talk about his lack of hustle. I don't. I I just think he has that style where it doesn't look like he's flying all over the ice. But I do think even with his style of play, that he could definitely just play with a more of an edge. It just seems like he's kind of. Uh, I mean, I know he he showed some emotion and some frustration in a negative way, but I don't know. I I, I like that uh, comment from Ray Ferraro. What did we not like? Uh, the power play. It is just still not good enough. They did get a power play goal. The only goal of the game for the Kings did come on the power play, but still. Uh, and I'll, I'll, again, a reference, Ray Ferraro. Uh, he said um, that when you have a struggling power play, it sucks the life out of you. And I've been saying that for a while. I said it two years ago when the Kings power play wasn't good. And then I talked about it last year when it was good, how it, especially at home, uh, how it really can energize a building and get you excited and you know you work hard to draw a penalty and at the very least you should build momentum off of getting a power play even if you don't score get where the team other team out a little bit it's just that's not happening at all for the la kings and there was a moment that i thought kind of typified the king's power play of late third period andre kopitar gets a great scoring chance misses the net then there was a routine pass to Drew Doughty at the point, and he just hopped over his stick and had a play, and they got a reset all over again. And then Nashville got a two-on-one shorthanded chance. Fortunately, David Riddich made a great save, but I was like, that's that's the way the things are going right now for the Kings and for the Kings on the power play. Uh, the other team getting the more dangerous opportunity, uh, and that's just, that's just not good. The biggest thing we didn't like, the result and where that now leaves the Kings in the standings, holding on to the final wildcard spot in the West by their fingernails. Now, if you've been paying attention, it's not a surprise really, but to actually see it happen now, to see the Kings, if you, if you go look at the standings, to see them fall out of that third spot where they've been almost all season long and to now see them in that final playoff spot, it, uh, it just brings home what's going on with the Kings right now. Uh, the Oilers won their 12th straight game. They beat the Kraken 4-2, so Edmonton now has 51 points. The Kings' loss keeps them at 50, so Edmonton now has third place in the Pacific and holds an automatic playoff spot. With Nashville's win over L.A., the Predators take over the number one wildcard spot in the West, and L.A. slides down to the final wildcard spot. Nashville's one point up on the Kings as well. Calgary did lose, and I mentioned Seattle lost to Edmonton, so they're both three points back of the Kings for that last playoff spot, but the Kings need to get get things turned around ASAP, or they will find themselves completely out of a playoff spot soon. Up next, it is a Feedback Friday. We're going to get your thoughts on what's going on with the LA Kings. That's next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. And when you're drafting a fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? Well, you're building a talented roster. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and they'll match you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description Right when you post when indeed, with Indeed, uh, you can start hiring fast with over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. 
That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. You need to hire. You need Indeed. The NFL regular season has wrapped up and it's playoff time. And now's a great time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explorer tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays and more. Obviously, you're a hockey fan. You can bet on the NHL as well. And the NBA and college basketball going on also. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, let's get to your emails. And uh, just for those of you that took the time to email, I do do a little bit of editing um, to try and make sure we get all the emails in. So just keep that in mind as we read the emails. The first one comes from John in Tokyo. And he says, so Coach T-Odd, Todd, but T-Odd, has never won anything on this level. I question the hiring in the first place. How much of the Kings' willingness to flounder with this coach is because there's very little media coverage and therefore virtually no external pressure on the Kings to have a winning coach behind the bench. Uh, well, I, I don't think it's fair to say that Todd McClellan was a bad hire just because he's never won a Stanley cup as a head coach. He did win one as an assistant, but most of the coaches that have won cups over the last decade plus never won a Stanley cup before with their teams. So there's that. Um, and you mentioned no media pressure. I, I think that plays a small part in it. I also think that ownership being very hands-off for the most part certainly plays a factor. Fan pressure plays a factor as well. But you are you are correct. There's virtually no external pressure on the Kings to make a coaching change. There's no media pressure to speak of for sure. Um, that said, if the Kings fall out of a playoff spot, and that certainly is a possibility, Missing out on playoff revenue is a big deal to owners or ownership groups. That will get ownership's attention, and that could result in a coaching change. Whether Rob Blake wants to make one or not, obviously he has people to answer to. And again, if the Kings fall out of a playoff spot and it looks like they're not going to make the playoffs and the Kings miss out on that kind of playoff revenue, that's a big deal. So we shall see. Uh, Our next email comes from Rob in Westchester. He says, I've been a Kings fan since the dark days of the 70s and 80s, and I'm an everydayer. Uh, it is time for a change, as you mentioned, after the Florida loss. But should Todd be shown the door in favor of a coach who could win? You say yes. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. I'm not concerned about the current winless streak that the Kings find themselves on. In fact, I think this skit is going to end up being a good thing for this team in the long run. Hear me out before you break out the torches and pitchforks. Adversity builds character and identity when handled properly. And from what I am seeing the Kings and T-Mac are not accepting their current results with anything other than the same level of frustration as their fans. They are continuing to play better than the outcomes would suggest. And there have been positive changes in the last few games. The winless streak will end and soon it's almost inevitable. So the way they handle it will build cohesion and character that might make a huge difference come playoff time. It's not Todd's fault entirely. And he has to allow his team leaders to lead them out of this. The results will likely be a stronger team 
with the potential to move deep in the playoffs, which, correct me if I'm wrong, was what we all expected this season. Yes, I want to win another cup, but considering the odds against that for every team every year, let's remember that a conference final appearance would be an improvement over last year. I think the PLD trade was not a stellar move. Uh, I consider the current team, but at my age, people think, uh, hold on. I consider the current return, but it may age better than people think. So for now, I will say his play has been a net positive, and I'm willing to let it marinate and see how it tastes in the playoffs. Thanks for all you do to keep us informed and entertained. And go Kings go. That is a very positive outlook from Rob in Westchester. Rob, I hope you're right. That's for sure. Um, the Kings and Rob Blake are banking on it. Uh, I just hope that by the time the Kings get this figured out and get back on track, it isn't too late. Uh, this comes from Scott in Simi Valley. He says, I just watched the Kings drop their eight straight versus Detroit. I'm not a McClellan basher, but we've got to do better than Jarrett Anderson Dolan as the clock ticks down. You said last week it's time to give Samuel Fogimo a shot. I agree, uh, I or I guarantee if we do, we won't lose more games than we have been, and Fagamo could chip in a goal or two and tip the scales. I'm writing this on Saturday evening. Uh, maybe by the time the fan feedback show airs, Fagamo will get his chance. No. Uh, also, when Arvidsson comes back, the Kings will have to carry one less roster player due to the salary cap, and it doesn't seem like a good thing, in my opinion. We need an agitator, maybe someone along the lines of a David Perron or a Corey Perry. I've always liked Rob Blake, but I'm thinking a trade for more grit and salary cap space is the way to go. I feel the lack of sandpaper would, will be a problem or would be a problem when Brownie retired. And now we've got a very talented team that could do some major damage in the regular season, but is an almost gentle, gentlemanly squad to play against. That won't fly in the playoffs and time to fix it is now. By the way, I hope the Kings don't trade Matt Roy, regardless of how the season progresses. Of course, the team's recent spending decisions will make keeping Roy difficult. Thanks, Eddie. And go Kings go. Well, Scott, it sounds like you want your cake and eat it too, which is always such an odd saying. What else would you do with cake but not eat it? Um, but if the Kings were to make a trade to get uh, a grittier player and to have more salary cap space, it would seem to me that Matt Roy is the obvious choice. Uh, he's a player that certainly would be in demand and uh, could get back some pretty good return. Um, so, you know, which one do you want? <laughs> uh, it, 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 I understand what you're saying, and I don't disagree with it. But I think uh, I think most likely, uh, and especially from hearing from Rob Blake after his his press conference, um, they're going to keep Matt Roy, and they're going to keep their fingers crossed in the offseason that maybe they can resign him, which they probably won't be able to do. Uh, this one comes from Jeremiah in Hawthorne, and he said that he is the son of Robert. Uh, a Kings fan that I met at a game not long ago, but he says that I got their last name wrong. Uh, it's spelled C-L-E-I-T-T. -I, -T. I thought it was pronounced Clite, but if I got that wrong, I apologize. Let me know like phonetically how to say it. And, and I, I did meet your your dad, super nice guy, and Jeremiah, hopefully I can meet you at a Kings game soon. He says, I'm really worried now since the Oilers are catching up. I hope I'm wrong, but it looks like if we don't change something now, we're going to have to try to fight for a playoff spot. I'm very disappointed. If we miss the playoffs, PLD is a bust, the roster is a bust, and it's going to be a boring playoff season. Keep up the good work, and I'm an everydayer. Go, Kings go. Yeah, Jeremiah, um, the Oilers have not only caught up, but they've passed us, and uh, they are the Kings are definitely fighting for a playoff spot. And, yes, it will not be a fun postseason if the Kings miss out on the playoffs. It would be a disaster. Uh, more emails coming up. Uh, coming up, we've got people talking uh, more about what's going on with the LA Kings on your uh, right here on your team 
uh, every day. You one of those people that's prepared? Probably not. Let's be honest. Most people aren't prepared for what could happen, but you really should be, uh, especially in this unpredictable world that we live in. Uh, you need to be prepared for anything. And for that, you need a Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medical kit. It contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And goodness knows in the world today, you never know what's going to happen. We obviously learned that with the pandemic, and that can lead to supply chain shortages for medications. With the Jace case, you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. Buy a gift card for family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the promo code Locked On at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On at jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. And you know, on this show, you get a lot of in-depth analysis and sometimes some hot takes. Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logics. They start you off with their favorite, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Up next, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans with these guys. You can lower your monthly payment and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logics. Visit your local Logics branch right here in LA and the surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com forward slash car. That's Logics, L-O-G-I-X, banking.com forward slash car. The LA Kings play the New York Rangers Saturday evening, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. I guess that's really Saturday night. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search LA Kings. And by the way, I will be out there at the Kings-Rangers game on Saturday. If you want to meet up, say hello. Uh, please feel free to reach out on social media, send an email, whatever you want, and uh, we can make that happen. Uh, this comes from Ken Free. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's in Pottsville, PA. Uh, he says, hey, Eddie, I'm just about an everydayer, and also I do a Kings podcast called The Silver and Black Layer. It's Raiders and Kings. I just wanted to say I wish Blake Lazat's hustle and tenacity was present in the rest of the Kings, especially P.L. Dubois. There are times that P.L. seems disinterested in a shift. I'm sure it's not the case, but his body language says otherwise. I still have faith in our ice and locker room leadership. Keep up the awesome content. And again, that was from Ken in Pottsfield, PA. I'm not familiar with Pottsfield. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I actually have been to Western PA a few times. I have been to Philadelphia too, but um, yeah, not sure where Pottsville is, but good to hear from you, Ken, Kings fan in Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm guessing if you're a Kings and Raiders fan, that makes the wardrobe uh, pretty easy to, to shop for, just the uh, silver and black and white. And by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, I found this old Kings beanie that I had uh, in, a, in a drawer that uh, I'm wearing right now just because and it is in great shape and it's got to be it's got to be 20 years old I bought this a long long time ago and uh not a lot not a lot of opportunities to wear the beanies here in Southern California but I thought I'd wear it just for the heck of it uh this comes from Jim and Lakewood he says I'm concerned with the Edmonton game we had that team down two nothing and end up losing 
And then you add on 11 straight wins and you add on the fact that two years in a row, they've washed out our chances in April. We needed to let Edmonton know that night that unlike the past, that we had their number and they wouldn't just get over on us like business as usual. In fact, that night we did not deliver that message far from it. Edmonton sent a message to us saying, you guys ain't got us and we still got you where you belong. Forget about all the other tests along the way. They blew the Rangers, the stars, the refurbished wings, et cetera. The real test was that Edmonton game, and it was palpable that night. And now look at those Oilers. At the beginning of the year, they couldn't play their way out of a wet uh, paper bag. Not anymore. Now, do I really think the Oilers could go deep? No, I still feel like they are always, as they've always been in the past few years, sort of a paper lion, but a paper lion that could chew us up again and show us they could on that night. Uh, thanks, Eddie. Go Kings go. Uh, yeah, well, um, that would have been a nice win for the Kings. Edmonton certainly is on fire right now, which is not fun to see. And the Kings still have three more games against the Oilers coming up the rest of the way. So other opportunities for the Kings to uh, to send a message to the Oilers. But as it stands right now, hopefully by the time they meet uh, later in the season, the uh, the fortunes of both those teams will be moving in a different direction. Uh, this comes from Bruce, and I know he's he's emailed before, but I'm not sure where he's from. I'm going to say it's Bruce in Buena Park. Uh, he says, about two months ago, there was a great interview on Locked on LA Kings. Oh, I know that show. Uh, with Jim Fox. Uh, there was a lot of excitement and praise about the team coming from fans and NFL experts alike. Foxy wisely made a point of saying that he would wait until around the 40-game mark to offer a report card. He said, Teams were still finding their way, and it was too early in the season to evaluate the team or the players. I wouldn't say the Kings' record over the last 10 games is a true uh, indication of their talent and potential as much as it is an indication of how misleading the record of a lot of teams was early in the season. Uh, the PLD trade was a mistake. The team was better last season. We just needed better goaltending. Is Talbot and Ridge the answer? Would have been better off keeping quick or picking up Jones? I don't know, but I think the biggest concern at the 40-game mark from the Blake Presser earlier today, is that he truly believes the team has the players and the coach to win the Stanley Cup. I do not agree, but they're going to. But if they're going to pull out of this slump, hopefully before Arvidsson gets back, perhaps Clark will find his way, or maybe they will call up Turcotte, Thomas, or Fogimo. Have a nice season and go, Kings, go. Um, yeah, I think uh, a lot of people obviously are talking about the Pierre Luc Dubois trade. Um, and I know you said something about just kind of running it back from last year. I, I wasn't cool with that as a Kings fan. I know it hasn't worked out at this point and missing the playoffs, like I said, would be a disaster, but I just, I just think doing the same thing, coming back with the same lineup again, and just hoping that things were different. I, I, I wasn't the way I wanted the Kings to go and uh, they didn't, and maybe they'll be worse off for it. But at the time I'd rather have a team that tries to do something different rather than just hope that it's going to be a different result, even though we've done nothing different from the previous season, other than maybe change the goalies out. Uh, our final email comes from Edwin and Brea. He says, I just saw the Rob, Break Pre Rob Blake presser. I have to say the Kings are in trouble. Not considering a coaching change tells me the organization is all about loyalty and not winning. I'm not saying loyalty is a bad thing. However, in the NHL, the main goal is winning the Stanley Cup. And I fear this franchise does not have its priorities right. T-Mac has a hard time coaching contending teams because he's a teacher, not a motivator or a strategy coach, in my opinion a college professor instead of a great CEO, maybe. Very sad uh, with Rob Blake's answers in the media session. This team needs a coaching change. Guess we are missing the playoffs because the Kings are sinking in quicksand. Speaking of quick, if he plays Saturday in his return, we will lose guaranteed because destiny is mad at Rob Blake the King and Kings management 
for how they handled the trade of the GOAT. Jonathan Quick will always be my favorite king of all time, and it's because of him I'm a goalie today. I really do miss him. That was from Edwin and Brea, big Quick fan. And uh, I will just say this, Edwin. Um, well, you, first of all, you talked about how the Kings care about being loyal and winning. If that was true, I think they would have kept Jonathan Quick. But uh, I have no doubt that if Jonathan Quick plays on Saturday, the Kings are going to lose because not because of karma, but just that's the way it's going right now for the LA Kings. By the way, Edwin, I will see you at the game on Saturday. And yes, I have your hat. That is going to do it for today's show for you. Everydayers, those of you that listen and watch locked on LA Kings every day uh, coming up on Monday show, we'll recap the Kings Rangers game from Saturday and probably talk about Jonathan quick. Also preview Monday's game against the San Jose sharks and give you all the Kings news from over the weekend. Uh, thank you to everyone who took the time to send an email, especially, uh, all you people that commented on the YouTube episodes as well. Really appreciate that. It helps out the show. Uh, you want to send an email. The email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com. And thank you for posting your comments on the YouTube channel. Want to stay connected with the show? Follow us on X, Twitter, and Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. And as always, go Kings go.